Vrando Rono Sinte Crevrando Rono Sinte Revrende. O Gloria Sinte Crevro Non Brandera Sinte Rebrondo. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord, that you never leave us or forsake us, Father God. We just thank you for your presence, Lord, right here. We just yield to your presence right now, Father God. And we just thank you that everything that you do, Lord, is for your glory, Father God. And we thank you that you are a soon-coming King, Lord Jesus. We just bless your name this morning, Father. We just worship you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, just sing a song to him. Just worship him this morning.
expect, Lord, we expect it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord.
worship you. We thank you, Spirit of God, Spirit of grace, that you are present in us this morning. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your power, your ability, your anointing. We thank you, Father God, for all things that are of you. We thank you that you are opening our eyes to the things of the Spirit this morning. We thank you, Father, that we are in this world, but not of it. And so the eyes that we have, we see with the eyes of faith the things that you see. And we thank you, Father, that the things in this world are temporal and they are subject to change. But your word and your kingdom never changes. And so we thank you that that's what's within us. The kingdom of God is within us. The stability of God is within us. The grace of God and the life and peace of God is within us and it's unchanging. We thank you that we are not moved by the things that we see or the things that we hear or the things that we feel, but we are moved and we are led by the spirit of grace and truth, for he leads us into all truth. And we just give you honor this morning. We thank you for our precious redeemer and savior Jesus. We thank you that it is in him that we live and move and have our being. Apart from you, we are nothing. But with you, with the greater one living on the inside of us, we prosper, we succeed, we overcome, we triumph in Christ Jesus, in your anointing. Do you believe that this morning? Yes. Hallelujah. Great grace is upon us all. Amen? Aren't you glad for the grace and mercy of God in your lives? Glory to God. I'm so grateful. Father, I just thank you for it this morning, your grace and your mercy. We just thank you for every single person who's hearing us this morning, those who are in this house and those who are joining us online. We just thank you, Father, that you see every one of us. You know every need. You know every want, every desire. And we thank you that you are the need meter, <laughs> the desire giver. Hallelujah. And so we receive everything that we need. If you have pain in your body this morning, you can receive it right where you're standing. You can be in your living room or sitting on your bed. You can be driving in your car. You could be standing here during worship this morning and you can receive the healing anointing of God right where you are. And so in Jesus' name, I send the word of healing to you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. We declare that everything works in divine order in your body in Jesus' name. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. I call you healed, I call you well. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, those things that are out of alignment, you come into alignment this morning, right now, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every organ, every tissue in your body functions in the perfection to which God created it to function. 
We come against misfunction this morning. In Jesus' name. Everything set right and straight. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. In divine working order. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you believe that and receive that this morning? I receive it for myself this morning. I take it by faith in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The crooked are made straight in Jesus. Amen. I receive that for my back this morning. The crooked made straight this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Pain has to go. Hallelujah. Because we are children of the King. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You may be seated this morning. Thank you. God bless you this morning. Come on and give them a hand as you're seated. We appreciate our worship team. Glory to God. We had some issues getting on Facebook this morning, but we are on YouTube and we are on our website. So those of you, I see some folks switched over to YouTube and to our website. We'll get those issues straightened out. I know we have a bigger following on Facebook, but sometimes Facebook just doesn't work. There's a lot of variables when you deal with social media. And so uh, we just uh, thank God for different avenues. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Yes, please. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this morning we're welcoming a new partner. We love to do that in this church. We love to welcome new people. And uh, this individual is not new, actually. Not to me and my family, anyway. This individual is family. And so, uh, you know, when you're little kids and uh, we confuse our children and we tell them that everyone older is an uncle or an auntie. <laughs> and so for the longest time, I called him Uncle Sebastian <laughs> and Aunt Stella. And we were very shocked to learn that they're more cousins than uncles. <laughs> and so on my dad's side, uh, uh, Stella is cousins somewhere along the line. You know how that works. And so, but we were raised, we grew up uh, with this family. Uh, they always, we, for a few houses that we had, we lived downstairs, they lived upstairs. We used to go make ourselves welcome in their house, even when they didn't want us there. <laughs> my sister and I. And so uh, Stella had some nice clothes, so we loved to dress in her clothes, her high heel shoes. And so uh, we used to go up there uh, when we were very young, and uh, we didn't see each other for a while, and God has brought him back to us. And so we are going to welcome him as a new member this morning. Sebastian Silva, please come. <laughs> you stand right beside him. Glory to God. You know, it's, we make a big deal about welcoming people into the church, and there's a reason for that. You know, it says that God sets those in the church, and so he's the one that calls us uh, to, to go to churches. Now, we can just walk in a church and then go visit another one and go visit another one, but you know when that thing just seems right, right here, <laughs> and you know, this is my church. And so that's, that's God that's sending you there. That, that's God that's bringing you there. And we have a path from taking someone from being just, you know, a consumer, which that's fine, being a consumer in the household of God. 
but then to be a contributor, to make an impact within this congregation and beyond. And uh, Sebastian, uh, his calling and his giftings are in lines, you know, uh, gifts of healings and also uh, evangelizing and that. And he's just hooked up with dad and uh, they're going, he's part of the encounter team even before he finished the class. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, no, I, he, he believes in serving. He was with us yesterday at the event that we were at. And so that's what God has called him to do. So you'll see him uh, in those areas. And so we thank God for sending him to us. And this morning, we're going to receive him. Can I get an usher up here this morning? Glory. Thank you. So I'll ask you to stand, please. And just stretch your hands out to Sebastian as we pray for him this morning and welcome him. Glory to God. Father God, I'm just going to hold your hands. Father God, I thank you for this man of God that stands in front of me. I thank you for sending him to this body. And this morning, I tell you, we receive him with arms wide open. And the gifts and the callings that are within him, we draw forth from them. We mine those rich deposits that are on the inside. And we thank you for sending him to us. He's a gift to us. And so we thank you for it. We give you praise and honor, Father. And we commit to you to support him with prayer, with love, and we surround him with faith as his faith family. We all welcome him with arms wide open. We thank you for the partnership that we have together in you. And he is received in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. We receive him. Now, members, we can do this. You could come and shake his hands or give him a hug this morning. We've got a certificate for you, and we got your family T-shirt for right, you. Thank you. Welcome to the thank family. Come on and make him welcome this morning. Glory to God. Good morning, everyone. Well, I'm loud, huh? <laughs> uh, are you guys ready to give? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Uh, all right, then uh, it's time to open up those wallets. Anything. <laughs> now I'm just playing. <laughs> you know, there's, uh, there's no uh, rec receiving without giving. 
someone have to give you first for somebody else to receive. Amen? First John, John 4.9 says, uh, the, the reason that we love, because God loves us first. So we can say too, the reason that we give, because, uh, because God gave us first. There's a great joy in giving. It is because we are demonstrating one of the qualities of our God. Second uh, Corinthians 9.11 says, He, God, will always make you rich enough to be generous at all times, so that many will thank God for the gifts which they receive from us. People will always see that our blessing comes from giving. Numbers 18.29, it says, Give it from the best that you receive. Don't give God your leftover. Give him your best. Amen? Amen. Proverbs 19.17. It says, when you give to the poor, it's like lending to the Lord. And the Lord will, will pay you back. When we give, the Lord takes it personally. We are handling it to him. Deuteronomy 15.10. Give to them freely and unselfishly. And the Lord will bless you with everything you do. God, God wants us to give our best freely without any condemnation from the enemy. Amen? We don't have to give. We get to give. So we can stand up and read our confession. Please. You ready? It says, because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessings being poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, settlements, estates and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and returns. We receive checks in the mills, supernatural transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, lands, houses, vehicles and equipment. God is bringing to our hands great big seeds, and we're moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvest angels, go get it and bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. You can come up with your offering and tithing. Put it in the bucket, please.
stuff. Oh, well, that was my fault. Well, there is an on button. <laughs> uh, for those who missed that, we prayed over the offering and for what you gave this morning. You may not have heard me. You heard my, saw my mouth moving, but that's what we were doing. Uh, so, yeah, the Dighton Firecracker Festival, where there were no firecrackers or fireworks, but it was all good. Uh, it was a good time for us to get to know the community. And so we just showed up and we were there. Uh, and we handed out backpacks with school supplies and plenty of hand sanding <laughs> and uh, just candy and things for the kids and information about the church. Uh, we gave some tracks out incognito. <laughs> and so uh, it was a good time to just be there in the community. I want every time they turn around that they hear Father's House Family Church. We're just gonna be there. And so then, you know, when they need something, they'll know where to come. And so that's the goal. And so we, we were able to actually pray with an individual uh, towards the end of the event. He kind of hung around our table pretty much all day. We were near the GOP folks, so the Republican Party, with all their flags. <laughs> with their trumpets and all of that. They were a lot of fun. They were a fun group of people. We got to meet, uh, not to meet, but we got to uh, reconnect with John McCall uh, from uh, the city council in Taunton. He was there. And so it was fun. We got to talk to them. We got to do some things uh, there. And a gentleman just walked around giving out uh, a booklet of the Constitution of the US. And his heart is just for this nation. And so we were talking about how we did the service, uh, you know, last week, our July 4th service, and we, you know, did the Star Spangled Banner, and he reached in his wallet, he emptied his wallet. Eric said, he gave you everything that was in that wallet. And he said, I want to give a donation to the church. Tears in his eyes. So we got to pray with him and uh, just thank God for him and the gift that he gave. And so different times, at different times, we got to uh, talk to people where they are. And so that's what I love about those types of outreaches uh, as we continue to do them, get involved. I mean, it's just your presence just being there makes a difference. Just as your presence being here in church, in person makes a difference, amen? Glory to God. So this morning, uh, we're gonna start a new series uh, and I don't know how long it will go, but it will go long enough, as long as it needs to, as long as God tells us to do it. Uh, it's the direction will go in this way, and I've gotten this direction directly from him. Sometimes uh, we do series or we do messages because we have, you know, uh, just, okay, this is the direction we should go. This was very strong in me, and so we're definitely going to uh, pursue this and see how long we're going to go. Uh, a few weeks ago, or now it's a few months ago, two months ago, we observed Pentecost Sunday, and uh, the second work of grace we talked about during that time. Uh, the first work uh, was salvation and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The second work of grace, and Nasha and Craig just remind me at the end to do what we need to do, okay? I think it will be fresh in our minds too, so remind me at the end, okay? The second work of grace was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you were not here on May the 23rd, I highly recommend you go watch that replay of that message because that talked about the second uh, work of grace or the baptism 
of the Holy Spirit. The title of this message is The Holy Spirit and His Gifts. And in this series, we are going to answer three questions. Why did God give His church the gifts of the Holy Spirit? What are these gifts? How do they each manifest? And why do we need to make space for them to operate among us? Those four questions. We're going to keep this as simple as we can. We tend to overcomplicate things of the spirit. And oftentimes we do that because we fail to understand them. When you understand something, you can tell a two-year-old and they'll understand it. If you know something well, you can. And so I've asked the Holy Spirit to help us uh, understand him and how he operates. Do you believe he'll do that? Yes. Amen. A verse that tells us that the Holy Spirit imparts understanding is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7 to 16. And I'll read it out of the New Living. It says, no, the wisdom we speak of is the mystery of God. His plan that was previously hidden, even though he made it for our ultimate glory before the world began. But the rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, they would not have crucified our glorious Lord. That is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that the person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. Verse 12 says, and we have received God's spirit. Did you get that? And not the world's spirit. Remember, if you are born again and have received the first work of grace, you have God's own spirit living within you so we can know the wonderful things that God has freely given us when we tell you these things we do not use words that come from human wisdom instead we speak words given to us by the spirit using the spirit's words to explain spiritual truths and verse 14 but people who aren't spiritual, we got to get this, can't receive these truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. Verse 16, the final verse here. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. Amen? Amen. 
The things of the spirit are foolishness to the world. So I would caution you. We're talking about the spirit and his gifts. You never, never, and I'm being dogmatic about this, you never want to go and have a conversation about the Holy Spirit and his gifts and speaking in tongues to someone who is not born again and expect them to understand it. That is a big mistake we make in the body of Christ. I know, I love telling people what I learn in church. But this conversation are, is for those who are born again, have the Spirit of God living within them, and have been filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And I believe that's where we are as a congregation. Now, if you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart, this is your opportunity to do it. If you're here with us today, or if you're watching online, let's make sure that we know that we know that we know that Jesus is in our heart. So say this with me and mean it with all your heart. Say, God in heaven, I believe that Jesus is your son. He died on the cross for the forgiveness of my sin. Jesus, I declare that you are Lord. Come into my heart and forgive me for all of my sins. I renounce the devil and his ways. And I am a child of God. I am born again. Now, Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. So? We are assured salvation. It's as easy as it gets. Salvation belongs to us. From here, we then receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We ask the Holy Spirit to fill us. And we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, the second work of grace. Now, I have a booklet for you if you would like more information on that called why tongues that's very important to get filled with the holy ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues i don't know how i would live a life of faith without that that is the power to live for god and to live right for god try doing it in yourself you won't so the holy spirit is here to impart understanding to us, even concerning himself and his gifts. And today, let's just receive that. Let's just pray. Holy Spirit, I ask you to reveal yourself to me today. I want to know who you are and how you work. Show me. And that's it. That's all you got to ask him. That's a prayer of faith. Okay, so the reason I believe that God is leading us into this series is because it was spoken by someone whom I consider and who this body considers to be a prophet of God that this year, 2021, would be the year of the local church. You could see it on the signs beside you. We take this word very seriously 
and we keep it in front of us or beside us. <laughs> and so I'll read from to, to you just very quickly. It's a very short word from God. I'll read it to you and put you in remembrance of it. It says, 2021 will be a year of divine healing, divine health, divine prosperity, divine recovery. Isaiah 42:22 says, but this is a people robbed and plundered. All of them are snared in holes and they are hidden in prison houses. They are for prey, P-R-E-Y, and no one delivers for plunder. And no one says, restore. Jesus is shouting, recover, restore. Recovery of the healing ministry. Recovery of health. Recovery of prosperity. It all fits in there together. And then he says, it's the time that Brother Hagen talked about. Now, you can go back and read what Brother Hagen said about this time and various other prophets said about these last of the last days that we're living at. But here's the mandate. Here's the part that God had me pull this out again because I've been kind of focusing on that top part. And he said, no, go back and read it. And I said, okay, it's a time for recovery, for healing, for health, prosperity. Woohoo! And he said, read the end of it. Oh, okay. It is the time to start preaching the gifts of the Holy Spirit, particularly the power gifts, the gifts of healing, the working of miracles, and the gift of faith or special faith. So that is our mandate. That is why we are doing this series. Now, Brother Hagen uh, talked about uh, a move that's coming, not unlike past moves, but a combination of everything we've seen in the past. If you've read anything about revivals and awakenings and all that and moves of God, uh, like we've seen in the past, and he added plus a little more. And so... Uh, he talks about the gifts of the Spirit manifesting and how the Lord will use signs of his presence to bring people in the last days into the fullness of his Spirit and into salvation. He talks about as individuals how we'll move into the place we've been called to and that this movement will be fueled by prayer, fired by the Holy Spirit, and ignited by his glory. Hallelujah. Sounds exciting, does it not? <laughs> Glory to God. So God brought this prophecy to my heart again in an obedience to him. There's a blessing that comes when we are obedient, and I believe it's going to be a blessing to us. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4 to 9. In the New Living, it says, I always thank my God for you and for the gracious gifts he has given you. Now that you belong to Christ, through him, Christ Jesus, through him, God has enriched your church in every way with all your eloquent words and all your knowledge. This confirms what I told you about Christ is true. Now you have every spiritual gift you need as you eagerly wait for the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. Did you catch that? He will keep you strong to the end so that you will be free from all blame on the day when our Lord Jesus Christ returns. God will do this, for he is faithful to do what he says, and he has invited you into partnership with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. 
we, this local church, members of this body of Christ, have been given the Holy Spirit and his gifts. The Holy Spirit is loaded with spiritual gifts that he wants to manifest in and through the local church. Did you hear that? The Holy Spirit is loaded with spiritual gifts that he wants to manifest in and through the local church. The second work of grace, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, is often referred to as the door to the supernatural. Now, don't get spooked out because I use the word supernatural. <laughs> I know this word has been used a lot by people who have no clue about the Holy Spirit. Zero. This is used interchangeably <laughs> with uh, paranormal, mystical, magical. And it's even used when people are trying to conjure up ghost hunting or going in search of demonic spirits. These are the same people who don't believe or have a hard time believing in the power of God, yet they can believe the unthinkable when it comes to the power of the devil that they believe he has. Same people. The word supernatural, when we say this word, we are talking about the things that God does through us that goes beyond our natural ability or comprehension. When we talk supernatural, it's the things that our Heavenly Father does through us that go beyond what we think or what we can do in ourselves. Miracles, signs, wonders. There is a supernatural supply of peace that we can receive. Hallelujah. Even when things are really hard, that supernatural peace comes from the inside. It can overwhelm you in a good way to where you're untouched by the things that are going around, around you, the chaos. There's a supernatural supply of joy, healing, strength, financial provision, and supernatural supply of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is the door to the supernatural. On the other side of that door is so much more. And the Holy Spirit is here to lead and guide us and to release the supernatural gifts in our lives. Amen? I want us to get to the place in this church where you and individually, where you and I have such a desire to accommodate the moving of the Holy Spirit in your personal lives and here in this church. Holy Spirit, we make space for you. Hallelujah. Now let me say this. There are many denominations, many, who believed that the gifts of the Spirit were only for the early church and that they are done away with. They're passed away. So when they see a church moving in the gifts of the Spirit, they say that's made up 
bad doctrine, occult, carnality, or just plain foolishness. Or they are cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Now I can tell you there is much ignorance concerning the gifts of the Spirit. Have you seen it? Google it. <laughs> no, don't. Don't. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Uh, I would, and, and again, and a lot of people have gotten into error, and again, when talking to your friends and to people about what you're learning at church, <laughs> just talk to them about salvation first. Make sure they're saved. Just keep working with them there. Don't go to that next step yet, because here's how a lot of people get into error, and it opens the door to a lot of foolishness. I was listening to Brother Hagen. And he was talking about the Holy Spirit and his gifts. And he said that a particular woman came to one of his meetings. And the husband asked him, can you please pray for her? So she came up to the healing line. He went to pray for her and immediately got a check in his spirit. Don't pray for her out here. You need to talk to her. She was an elder in the church. Someone, the family was looked up to in the church. So he took her to another room after service. He took her to another room and he said, there's a demonic thing about you. Something's going on. And she said, uh-huh. And he said, you know, the Holy Spirit, she went to go receive the gift of tongues. So she was going to go get filled, but she wasn't saved at that time. But she went ahead and just started making noise, just started just making noise, just gibberish. He knew it wasn't tongues. And that's what she said, actually, in the healing line, in the line. She said, uh, oh, he said, are you born again? He got a check to, before he brought her in the room. Are you born again? And she said, yes, I am. And as a matter of fact, I pray in tongues and started going off, praying in tongues. He said, it wasn't tongues. And he knew it wasn't tongues. He said, mm-mm, this is gibberish. So that's when he took her to the back room found out that she had messed around with that and then just welcomed a demon into her life and just started having conversations and enjoying hearing the voice of that demon. And so, of course, he had to go ahead and do some work on that and she was free and got her born again. An elder in the church, many years, got her born again, filled with the Holy Ghost for real. <laughs> and she was free. And so don't mess around with the supernatural with people who are not born again. Don't get caught up with familiar spirits, and we don't need that. Amen? Glory to God. And so, uh, <laughs> how'd we get there? <laughs> Glory to God. All right, so that's what we're talking about in this series. So our foundation passage for this series is in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 to 14. It says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. 
but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Verse 8. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as what? He wills. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one, but one member, but many. So here Paul is writing to the early church at Corinth, and it's the first thing he tells them, that they should not be ignorant of spiritual gifts. To be ignorant means to lack knowledge or awareness of. If the early church was told not to be ignorant or lack knowledge of it, then we, the last day church, should not be ignorant or lack knowledge of it. Amen? I fully believe that God is going to help us to understand him. Because, see, ignorance concerning these things is prevalent today. Prevalent today in the church because it's not being taught. Many churches don't teach it or make space for the Holy Spirit to move. I know for me personally, I grew up in a church where we saw the Holy Spirit move. I was used by God myself many times to lay hands or, or to, uh, we, we had a word of knowledge. We, we experienced, uh, there was even a gentleman, special faith worked in his life. And so, uh, but then we also saw the gifts dishonored. There was a time where we saw them misused disrespected and there were times where uh, people uh, thought that because they started moving in this gift they saw this gift manifesting in their life but next week it didn't so they made it happen they forced it to happen and when you do that you get into error because it's not as you will you can't just turn it on anytime you want to you make yourself available to it and it's him who does the work amen and so uh, when they do this they put themselves in a dangerous position because when we get away from the word of god satan will accommodate us when you get away from the word of god satan will accommodate you. People who do this quickly find themselves wide open to satanic deception. So, the first step to not being ignorant is getting some knowledge. And we're going to end here. I don't want to end on a, woo, woo, <laughs> woo. Yeah, no, <laughs> we ain't going to end here. Next week, I want to talk to you about the Corinthian church. I'm going to give you some insight into Corinth. Very interesting. I like some facts, 
about history uh, and about this church. Remember when we were doing our reading, those who are reading through the Bible with us. If you're not reading through the Bible with us, come see me. I'd love for you to read through the Bible with us. It's not that we sit down and do it together. We have the Bible app and we have a plan that each of us kind of just reads together as a faith family. It's a lot of fun. We're on day, what, 189 or something like that. And so maybe 190 even. And so we've been doing it since the beginning of the year. But when we were reading through the book of Corinthians, we talked about how patient <laughs> Paul was. Remember, Ivan? We, we kept saying, "Woo, Paul has a lot of patience. What is wrong with this church of Corinth? What is wrong? Well, do you know that they had so much? Corinth was, the history behind it is amazing. And next week, we'll talk about it because I want you to see something about the gifts of the Spirit. And so this week, as we go about our business, as we go about our day, continue to ask the Holy Spirit to show you Him. Oh my goodness, she looks so cute this morning. To show you Him and His ways, okay? Ask Him to show you Him and His ways. And just tell him, thank you, I receive it. As we go through the series, I'm going to know you more, I'm going to know how you work, and I'm going to make space for you in my life. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. We'll pick up here next week. We have some important business to take care of this morning. Hello, family. So good to see you. Glory. For those who don't know, this is Donnie's family here in front of me. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, and we are going to... Uh, dedicate a child this morning. So I want to tell you this, and then I'll have the family come up with me. We're going to go on the platform so everybody can see your beautiful family. So children are very important to God, as we know. <laughs> they are God's gifts to parents. Psalm 127 verse 3 says, Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. She's a reward. <laughs> In this church, we believe that dedicating a child to God is more than just a ritual. We dedicate our children to the Lord based on what the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 27 and 28. And I'll read that to you. It's the story of Hannah, who was a godly woman, who had no children. She wanted children, and year after year, she asked the Lord for a child. He gave her a son. She named him Samuel. We read about Samuel's dedication in 1 Samuel 1, 27 to 28. It says, Hannah says, I asked the Lord to give me this boy, and he has granted my request. Now I am giving him to the Lord, and he will belong to the Lord his whole life. And they worshiped the Lord there. That's why we do this. A second example of a dedication is found in the New Testament. We see Jesus in Luke chapter 2, verse 21 to 40. I'm not going to read it all. Don't worry. <laughs> we see that Jesus, Mary and Joseph took Jesus to the temple and dedicated him to the Lord. But he was God's son. Yes. And they dedicated him to the Lord. So these are just two examples we have in the Bible. The dedication of a child is a public commitment by the parents to do their very best 
to raise their child to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And it is an opportunity for me as the pastor to pronounce a blessing on the child. As I lay my hands on the child gently, there's an impartation, a divine impartation and deposit when it is received by faith. And you, the faith family, you have a part to play in this as well. You are witnesses to this very significant event. And you have an opportunity to affirm your commitment to receive this child into the faith family and to love, strengthen, encourage, and pray for her and the family. So we ready? Today, it is my great joy to introduce to you a very special gift given to Kinzor and Marie Betty St. Mark. Her name is Isabel Christina St. Mark. And give them a big God bless you as they come to the platform. Come on. Come on in. Bless you, Mama. Thank you. <laughs> Hello, family. Hi. <laughs> you can turn and just face them. Let them see your beautiful family. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Beautiful family. Now, we're going to take some pictures. We'll make sure you all get pictures of this beautiful family. As you can see, we've got another on the way. She's due in August. <laughs> Glory to God. All right. So now I said that children are a gift from God. And some gifts that we get don't have any strings attached. This one has strings attached. <laughs> it comes with a great responsibility. As parents, you know, you have quite a few children. So you know the responsibility of parenting. And so, but you're not alone in doing it. God is with you and he'll help you uh, raise the children in the way that he desires to. And so what I want to do by coming up here this morning, you as the parents, I'll come over here. <laughs> you as the parents have this responsibility and you're publicly saying that you want to raise Isabel, oh, so cute, Christina St. Mark, in the ways of God, in a Christ-honoring home, and that you are asking God's blessings to be on her. So I'm going to ask you to indicate, and the whole family can do this because you all are raising the child. <laughs> it takes everybody to raise a child. I'm going to ask you to commit to this, to confirm your commitment by saying, I do, just as you did when you got married. <laughs> I do, okay? The whole family, we're going to do it together. After I read the statement, if you agree with it, you just say, I do, okay? And you all are witnesses. Don't check out. Okay, all right. Today, do you recognize that Isabel Christina St. Mark is a gift from God and thank him for the blessing? I do. Okay. Do you dedicate Isabel to the Lord who gave her to you? Do you pledge as her parents that you will bring her up in a Christian home looking to God for wisdom, strength, and guidance? I do. 
Do you promise to provide through God's blessing for her physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual needs? I do. Do you pledge to take Isabel to church regularly to worship the Lord and help her stay connected to the faith family? I do. Do you promise to do all in your power to bring Isabel to the knowledge of Jesus Christ as her Savior and Lord? I do. She said, I do. Before we even got to, amen. So if your heart were in these promises, then you have dedicated yourself to raising a child that God can use mightily in his kingdom. And I'm now going to pray a blessing over her. Now, Donnie, I'm going to ask you to hold her. Because at this age, if she was an infant, I would hold her. At this age, the child has already decided who can hold her and who can't. So we don't need any fuss. But I'm just going to lay my hands. Let's go near Mama and, and Daddy over here. Okay. I know she's... <laughs> okay. All right. Do you want to go to Mama? She's like, what's happening? Okay. I know it's, that's a lot for you to carry. Okay. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for Isabel Christina St. Mark this morning. She is a precious gift from God, and she has been received from you to them. And I thank you, Father. They're committing themselves to raise her in a Christ-honoring home. And so we ask, Father, that you would give her all that she needs. Bless her parents so they can provide for her. Give them wisdom and strength to just provide for her in every way so every need is met. We declare that she is the righteousness of God in Christ. Great is her peace and undisturbed composure. She is a child of God, and she will serve him all the days of her life. In Jesus' name, I declare a blessing upon you all the days of your life. In Jesus' name. And Father, I pray for this little one this morning. I thank you, Father, for an easy delivery. In Jesus' name, we declare that there will be no complications. It will go so smooth, so easy, and this child will be a child that brings great joy to the family. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Now, I have something for you. I have a couple things for you. Um, I have a letter for you that I'm going to put in this envelope and I'm going to seal it. Okay? This letter is addressed to Christina. I mean to Isabel, I'm sorry. It's addressed to her and it is a letter telling her what took place today that she was dedicated to God. It's from me to her. When she gets older and she can understand it, open it up and read it for her and let her know what happened today. We also have a certificate for you. Um, you'll sign it, so you'll want to sign and date it, both of you, okay? okay That's a certificate you. of her dedication. And here's her first Bible. This is for her. You want to take it? All right. Now, can we get a picture? Come on, give him a hand this morning. So get a picture of the family first, and then I'm going to get in there with them. Okay. Now, I want to get in the middle here. And we're going to take a picture with all of us. Okay. All right. Let me get in. I'm part of the family now. They, they've adopted me. Okay. I, I'm as tall as the kids, so why not? All right. Turn around and look at the camera, you. Mikhail, come on. 
How do we do? Good. Good thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'll give you a hug. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you. <laughs> All right. You guys can go ahead and gals. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Hold her hand as she goes down. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> God bless you. Come on, give him another hand this morning. Don't you love dedicating our children to the Lord? Hallelujah. Such a pleasure, such an honor. All right, let's stand together. Look at that. It's 11.15 on the dot. Father, I just thank you for this time together. We rejoice. We are glad that we have the opportunity to come together with brothers and sisters of like precious faith. I just ask that you uh, go with each of us. I know you will because you are in us. You never leave us or forsake us. Thank you that you are always with us. We appreciate that. And so we don't take you for granted. Let's have some conversations this week, Father. Just talk to us. We want to talk to you. We make space for you, Holy Spirit. As we go, I thank you for the protection of the Lord that's over us and the love of God that's within us. We give you praise and honor in Jesus' name. And before we're dismissed, Nisha and Craig, you come. See? The Holy Spirit is a good reminder, isn't he? They're just going to make an announcement for us this morning, and then we'll be dismissed. Looking all sharp. Good morning, everyone, family. So we don't want to take up any, any too much more time, but we just want to come and invite you all to our first um, Kingdoms Couples Marriage Ministry event, July 31st. Um, there's two sessions. Session one is from three to four, and that's for the married couples. Uh, session two is from four to five, and that's married, engaged, courting, singles, anybody who's interested in marriage. Uh, we invite you all to come out. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interactive and impactful. Um, so we hope to see as many people there as possible. Yeah, and this is for um, the members and people that are non-members as well. So if you know people that are not members, please invite them. If they're thinking about getting married, please, please invite them. And I just want to say for session two, when you come in, um, it won't be awkward. I just want to let you know, it won't be awkward when you come in. All eyes won't be on you if you're coming in for session two. We're actually going to be doing the food during that time when you come in. So you come right in, and then we'll start session two. But make it a date night. Put it on your calendar now. You're going to want to be here. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a great time. And we're all going to leave with something, all right? It's going to be an impact. It's, it's going to be a seed sown into your marriage, okay? Even if you're not married into your future marriage, all right? So we love to have you. If you have questions about it, come and see us. And uh, we can't wait for it, all right? And one last thing. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. He just sweetened the pot, didn't he? <laughs> Glory to God. You are dismissed. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.